The Changeling Episode 3 and 4 are over. But no worries, we got y'all here on Post Show Recaps. It's me, Chappelle, and I am, uh, you know, the host of the Connect on Post Show Recaps. And with me, per usual, is my co-host, uh, you know, the lovely, the amazing, the smart, the smartest co-host around, honestly, Mari mm-hmm. Ford. Mari, what's up? I'm good, Chappelle. I'm glad to be back. Oof, this took a turn. No. Uh, so... I'm I'm very interested to break down these these uh, next two episodes with you. Yeah, I thought you'd be interested. That's why I started buttering you up at the beginning of the podcast because yeah. you know it's not a great look for the moms today. No, um, it's not good. <laughs> very triggering. Yeah, the changing. Um, the first two episodes we really got into a lot of like you know what it looks like when women are having uh you know like postpartum depression and mm-hmm. the way you know even just being a mom being a single mom uh being mm-hmm. you know a mom and just in general you know how general, how it yeah. is giving birth raising a, ch- a kid trying to be a mom and a wife all those struggles i think the changing was really highlighting and touching on in a way that like could bring awareness to these struggles and then in episode three and four it basically is like yeah but sometimes moms be horrible and I was like, "Whoa, where did where did this come from? This this shift. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's all based in fantasy and fantasy, surrealism, yeah, right. But uh, were you this expecting us? Yeah, were you expecting us to open up with Emma has completely lost it? Is torturing her mm-hmm. uh, husband Apollo had um, apparently has murdered the baby and left Apollo in jail. So yeah, like I don't." I don't know how y'all did it last week if y'all watched episodes one, two, and three, because we specifically <laughs> stopped at one and two so that we could cover those and then cover three and four this week. I don't think I could have watched episode three and then had to wait a week for like a conclusion to that because that was too much. I was like, this episode is too much. But yeah, so it opening with Apollo with uh, like a bike chain to his neck where he Mm -hmm. he's chained to a a lead pipe and it was just this scene was just so harrowing and I just could I could not he's sitting there begging for his baby's life as Emma is clearly just disheveled she's not all there you could hear the baby crying in the other room it was like the, the the tea kettle was going off and he's begging her, begging her, begging her, do not hurt the baby. Do not hurt the baby. And she picks up the boiling pot. She picks up a hammer and bashes him on the side of the uh, side of the face with the hammer and takes the pot into the room before saying, uh, 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 it's not a baby. It's not a baby. She keeps repeating. And then he's knocked out. And it was, that scene was, I was like, I cannot do this. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. I can't. It's it's how we opened the, the whole entire episode. I had yeah. to think back to episode two. And think, did we know we were going to come in and at this moment did I miss something? Was there a time jump? I said, how did we end up? I mean, don't get me wrong. She was going through. But mm-hmm. to the point where it looked like she was ready to murder the baby and Apollo. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. But before we get into all the ins and outs of that episode, Mari, we do have to thank the people for coming last week and jo- checking yeah. out our first week of coverage at the Connect. We talked about one and two, as Mari said. So if you haven't checked that out, please go back and listen to it because that's where we get into the ins and outs of this episode. If you haven't already done that, because um, 
I mean, you're probably going to be lost here. I was a little lost, and uh, I saw the first two episodes and talked mm-hmm. about them with Mari, and I still came in here a little confused. Mm-hmm. Um, so we appreciate all the subscribers, the likes. Go to our YouTube page, postshowrecaps.com slash, I'm sorry, uh, youtube.com slash postshowrecaps, and hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Leave us a comment. Let us know you're listening and mm-hmm. uh, checking out the podcast, the video version, or you can subscribe to the Connect on Post Show Recaps to keep up with um, us on Apple Podcasts. And of course, follow Post Show Recaps wherever else you get your podcasts because we're going to have to go on this uh, journey together as a family, the entire connect. Um, cause a support group, if you will. <laughs> really? Like literally a survivor support group. Uh, mm-hmm. because there was so much to unpack in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do appreciate y'all all for being with us. We have to get into all the things that happened, starting with this, of course, this opening scene. But we need to take a brief break for our sponsors, and then we'll be right back to get into all of that right after this. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Okay, let's just talk about it. We, mm-hmm. we don't have to go through this sequentially because we saw what happened. There is, uh, I guess to catch it up, right? We get Brian, uh, the baby, is dead, right? That is happening allegedly. At the beginning of the episode, we find out that Apollo has been in jail for about three months. Emma's mm-hmm. gone crazy. She's killed the baby. She's just like completely tortured Apollo. It's not a baby, she says, but we don't know where she is. So we have to assume that right. she's missing or dead or whatever the case may be. Uh, Apollo gets out of jail. Uh, he's trying to reassimilate into life. That's a struggle. We see him still interacting with his friend Patrice. They go to sell that that copy of Killer Mockingbird, and he comes across a man named William. Uh, there are several other scenes where he's dealing with his own grief, but ultimately, him and William go on this large search to find uh, Emma because there's an online community that can help them with uh, this search. Uh, Apollo obviously is having a hard time coping with all these things. And so uh, him and William go out on this search. They find a person named Cal, this lady who is leading what looks like an army or an island of women. Uh, And she is kind of uh, holding these two gentlemen hostage and potentially torturing them. We really don't know. But what we do know is that she has the answers to Apollo's questions. Where is Emma? What happened? What's exactly going on? The key to all our answers lies with this cow person. And we don't get any of those answers in this episode. Mari, overall, this episode takes us on a roller coaster ride. What did you think about it? The pacing of these two episodes, the, the reveals that we did get, what are some of the big standouts for you? Okay, you mean the both episodes? Because that, that both was the episodes, both episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yes. Um, there are a few things I think that uh, stood out to me. I think the first thing is the whole first half of episode three. It's kind of like we're still kind of putting the puzzle pieces together. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if that's as effective as seeing it unfold. You know, we like we saw the first scene with what happens with Emma, Apollo and, and Brian unfold. And that was really, really effective. 
then once Apollo gets off the bus, it feels like it's like this mystery, like memento style piecing together that I'm like, I don't know if we needed this, but it's like, okay, we're trying to figure out why did Apollo spend three months in prison? Because I was confused. I was like, why is Apollo on a prison, prison bus? At first I was like, oh, did he go visit Emma in prison or something? But mm-hmm. it's like, no, he, he was in prison. And it takes us a minute to find out that after Emma leaves, in a flashback, we find out that Apollo took a gun a shotgun to her job and he's he's basically like out of his mind at this point because of course he lost his baby's dead he wakes up in a in a hospital like badly injured he has no idea where his wife is and so he takes the shotgun to her previous job at the uh, new york public library he kind of holds um he threatens her co-workers asking where is emma where is emma luckily the the co-workers like uh the women especially one one of the women she looked like she was a manager or something she just realized that he's really hurting and they get him to like just put the gun down and you know kind of break down a little bit but because of this uh he does have to do some jail time luckily for him his mom knows a few judges or something like that so he was able to only get three months for what could have been Chappelle like kidnapping false imprisonment Mm -hmm. could have been like some really long uh, um what assault with a weapon yeah you know being held at gunpoint like mm-hmm. there's so many um there's so, so many charges they could have had against him but luckily he tells we find out um i think he tells william later that all of the the women all of the librarians testified on his behalf and and it was really because they could see they could just see how hurt he was and he needs he wanted answers and that wasn't the way to do it um but you know, he, 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 he did his three months and now he's on this journey that is, is just ridiculous to be quite honest. Like that's the start of everything because then we get the grief group and and the William of it all. Yes. Uh, I, I don't blame the librarian people, you know, for having his back because this, this is a very public uh, even yes. as well, we yes. find out that this is viral. Everyone knows about Brian the baby, and it, you know, and how Apollo was basically found tied to, you know, t- uh, beaten and t- uh, tied up, and mm. his baby was dead, and the wife disappeared. Like it's everyone knows the story. Yeah. So not only did they sympathize because they knew Emma and you know of him, but they also. I mean, anybody hears a story like this can definitely tell you, you know, like this is something horrible that you you mm-hmm. just you couldn't even imagine. And, you know, Mario like saying like people probably thought this is not the right nice way to go about this or the right way to go about this. But like, what way do you go about something like this? Right, mm-hmm. your uh, your spouse, the mother of your child, goes completely off a rocker, but tries to kill you essentially. I mean, she hit him in the face with a hammer. I um, know. Oof. Yeah, and. Killed the baby. And so it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, what did you expect? What is the uh, optimal strategy for trying to accomplish what he's trying to accomplish? There's really no um, there's really no real right way of going about something like this. All he wants is answers, it seems. Uh, and so, yeah, he starts there. That does land him in jail. And yeah, you're right, Mari. Throughout the entire first episode of the third episode, I'm sorry. Um, I was thinking, well, why is he in jail? He didn't do nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, when you find out that this is where he goes and what happens, you're like, oh, okay, it makes a lot of sense. Um, but throughout these two episodes, it's a lot of Apollo just trying to make sense of what is going on in his life. Um, now, yeah. the baby drama is definitely interrupted because Apollo starts to look at his own life and does get some reveals as well. Mari, these reveals that he gets from his mom about his own dad and his uh, relationship with that, 
How did you feel about this whole interaction? Because I have some strong opinions. This was so like, not even that just the confrontation of his mom, what you're asking about. I'm not going to forget that, but like the flashback that we're giving from his mom about Mm -hmm. how, like we're giving it at the point where he's like, yeah, my mom knew some lawyers. Well, flashback his mom seemed like she was a pseudo paralegal working Mm -hmm. in an office where clearly she's the only black woman and she's being hit on by her boss and she rebukes her boss's advances and he then tries to make her come in on saturdays well she's a single mom she's struggling her nanny can't do saturdays and he's being very unreasonable and he tells her well you can come in for a half day on saturday and 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 he like they basically make her leave her son at home by himself for a half day and and as soon as i, I saw him i was like he looks like he's four like, he's four he's four that. years old yeah and then yeah and then later they in this conversation they confirm he was four i have a four-year-old son i could not imagine leaving him at home by himself for 10 minutes let alone four hours you know what i'm saying and and what that does to a kid like i can't it it made me so frustrated and then going to when we get to apollo and his mom it it's a lot of emotions for me because i'm like yeah what she did was stupid as hell It it was stupid like you're you're that's that's risking the safety of your kid for a job and and I wanted to be like, just quit the job. But then mm-hmm. you have to think about, you gotta eat. You know, you gotta eat. She gotta provide. Um, and we really should be mad at again corporate America, this mm-hmm. capitalistic society, that bitch of a boss who couldn't take no for an answer to basic. Villain. Yes, the true villain who who was a, who was also a black guy. Like, right, makes it even worse. Even worse. Um. And like basically doing this, probably knowing that she couldn't really do this, probably in order to get her fired. You know what I'm saying? Like when it first happened, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if he called uh, uh, Child Protective Services while she was at work. I think I thought it was going to be like a setup setup. But Uh like so it's like it's hard because I want to fault her, but I'm like also faulting the situation. And then when we get the reveal that she left his dad and it's just like it's just all of those um, those negative stereotypes of like single black women and stuff like that mm-hmm. and i don't think they they elaborate i don't think she elaborated enough as to why she left him or at all no. did she like i don't remember she, she sounded like he was just a bad husband she said he was fun we had a good time you know we were he was very romantic but when it came he time to pay good. the bills he wasn't i mean we got we have responsibilities and stuff like that and he wasn't holding up his end of the bargain so i yeah. divorced him i think now, she said he wasn't good at the day-to-day things too yeah like, like the normal mm-hmm. like responsibilities i guess mm-hmm. you'd say um we know this is a very like uh he's a book guy that guy you know he was a hustler too mm-hmm. remember we never heard that he had like a like a full-time steady gig it was like uh he was kind of one of those people like he get it how he live you know mm-hmm. um, yeah he's like a parole you know, officer kind of yeah like- yeah he was doing whatever he what he needed to do but mm-hmm. the thing is, uh, from a day-to-day basis, she couldn't count on him as a husband, which is completely understandable. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to you file for divorce because he wasn't good at being a husband, he also cannot babysit your child on the weekend. Uh, yeah. You know, baby, baby, asking a man to babysit his child, even though it's his child, is wild because that's his child. You know, it's like if, if he's not in danger and y'all don't have like some like 
horrible like custody situation going on, you know, where you don't trust him around the kid or something like some legal issues right there. Yeah. You kind of need to come harder with your explanation if it's just like, but yeah, he, he was, disappeared, he didn't he? He disappeared. No, she, di she divorced him. And yeah, that's why she divorced him, but he disappeared after that, right? No, from, I think I thought from the I, first episode they said he disappeared. I think they tried to set it up like he disappeared, but now that we're in this episode, we're finding out because that's what Lakeith Stanfield's problem was. Apollo, Apollo's issue was you're telling me we had an option and you just kept me away from him, and she never goes to elaborate on that. I mean, mm -hmm. I think his exact question was. Wait, you rather leave me alone on the weekend on a Saturday than have a relationship with my dad, basically. And so mm -hmm. I don't know if he meant that as like, had you not divorced him, I would have you would have had a babysitter, or mm -hmm. he, you divorced him and then he disappeared because that divorce is something mm -hmm. we just find out about. We don't find out about that in the first couple episodes. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there was no relationship at all because she didn't want it. I just know she didn't elaborate on that, and which is yeah. why I was like, I have really strong feelings about this because it's like, okay, if it's not about the situation. Whatever happened, happened. I, I am not a mother, and I ain't never had to be in this situation, so I'm not going to speak on that. Mm -hmm. But in this moment, with what Apollo is going through, I just don't see a world where this is the right time to reveal this to this man. Three mm -hmm. months out of jail, his child is dead, his wife his wife slash baby moms is gone. He thinks he's crazy. I, mm -hmm. The idea that this man is not just decided it's all in his head, I would have. I think I would have checked out some way. Uh, and so for this reveal to finally happen right now, I just don't know what mom is thinking. Like, I just, mm. you got to give this man some breathing room. I think he had been home for a day. Like, uh, not like mm. her, with her. You know, he didn't even go directly to her when he found out. He went to Patrice. And so yeah. when he gets to mama and then within a day, she's like, yeah, I divorced your daddy and left you here on Saturdays. It was like, why are you telling them this man this? Mm. I mean, his whole identity, and we see him struggling that throughout the episode, is that as a child, since it, since he thought his dad left him, he's always wanted to be a good dad and a good husband. Mm -hmm. And that this trauma is what made him want to be like that. Now mm -hmm. he's fighting like he can't figure out what he is. And a lot it's largely due to the fact that he never had enough information. Your dad didn't leave you because he didn't want you. There was other factors as well. Now, he might not have wanted yeah. him, but we don't get a lot of that context in this moment when the mom is talking about it. I agree, but I also feel like, like, and that's always the thing. It's like, oh, the mom kept the baby away from the kid. Mm -hmm. If you, my thought has always been, if you wanted to be in that kid's life, you would be in that kid's life. You would take her to court to be in that kid's life. If you are, if you are a fit parent, you can take them to court and 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 um, press for for um, joint custody. How do I know? My parents did that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so, like, it to me, it's always kind of like bullshit when it's like oh the mother took it took you away from me and she wouldn't let me see you it's like you didn't try hard enough for me to for me mm. like i get i don't think women should do that i'm not saying like it's okay for women to do that i'm just saying like if you really really want it then you take her ass to court just like if yeah. it was the opposite she would take you to court you know what i'm saying oh yeah for, for like if you if you want the actually if you don't want to just have to pay a hundred dollars a month like some guys are just fine with just paying like paying whatever it is a month a child support, and keep it yeah. pushing yeah but if you actually want that relationship and you want to be in that child's life take her to court get partial yeah. custody get get um like half custody help press her for press them for full custody if she if you're saying that she's acting like real real crazy and she's doing it out of spite press for full because yeah. you have to be able to want it and and just giving the easy out of like oh your mom didn't want want you to be around me i don't know i it's just always seemed bullshit but again 
that could just be me reflecting on my own experience where my parents got divorced and my dad made such a huge effort to always be in our lives, no matter what, mm. you know? So I hear you. And that it, I, it was amicable, so it didn't matter. Right. But, well, I hear you. I just think that they don't give us enough context in this episode to make a decision elsewhere. Exactly. Elsewise. And so that's why my issue is her delivering this message to him in this moment, you know, but like I, I get that those things can happen. Uh, we also know that dad does show up when he's four, you know, like he's been thinking that these are nightmares that he's been having. These are actually okay. memories. He remembers his dad knocking oh, on the door. So that's what that was. Okay. Yeah. And so the mom is revealing, sure. like, yeah, mom is revealing, like, yeah, remember though, you keep telling me you had these nightmares about your dad showing up and saying he wanted to take you away. He was actually showing up, you know, and so oh, that's why God. she ends up revealing this. But again, I just think the timing's bad. Like all that aside, yeah, what happened back timing. then is bad, lady. This man is going through. Um, so I yeah, I actually have a question about that. This show has been showing us a lot of you know um, situations where we are led to believe one thing, and then we find out that the actual characters who are giving us their uh, accounts of the events are giving us like flawed memories in the first two yeah. episodes yeah we see that emma but remember she remembers her childhood differently where her and her sister come home the house mm -hmm. is burned down they're orphans well we come to find out that no emma's mom was burning down the house and you know she had obviously snapped and she was about to you know take out the family with her including her daughter emma well, now we see the same thing with Lakeith Sanfield's character, Apollo, right? Where he's like, my whole life, I remember my dad showing up kind of like as a dream, you know? And then it's like, no, you, your dad actually was showing up in person and that your mom had been telling you these things. I wonder why the show is playing with people's memories the way they are. Is that like a trope that they're trying to use? Um, because I don't see a lot of shows like this. I agree. I agree. It's almost like, I think we kind of talked about it last week. It's almost like using supernatural um, elements to stand in for just, you know, the regular um, memory reconstruction, because mm -hmm. this is what happens in real life. You know what I'm saying? There could be something in your childhood that you remember a specific way. We've all, we've all done this before where there was something in our childhood that we remembered our specific way that we asked like our parents or we asked our sibling that was there. And they're like, Oh no, we went a different way. You know what I'm saying? Because that's mm -hmm. the, that is the nature of memories. Memories are flawed. We lose them. We, we, we might know the, like a big chunk of it. And then the rest, we kind of like put together from what we don't know that that that's like known like how our brain works so it's almost like they're they're just taking what is a normal phenomenon and adding a supernatural element to it so that we're we're um trying to figure out where the supernaturalness to it like we were talking about how with postpartum i was like last last week it felt like she's just going through that regular postpartum um style depression but they're they're um, animating it like it's like it's something different, like it's something supernatural, like it's possession, like they're presenting it in a way that's that's scarier than what it could just be normal postpartum. And I don't mind that. I really like that. But then I feel like the wrench is kind of thrown into in in the works when by the time we get to episode four, we find out there is an actual commune of women. And mm -hmm. it like we it doesn't make sense. We don't the the introduction to the the, the com, commune of women kind of doesn't make any sense to me. So I'm very interested to see how the next episode goes because these first four episodes have been tonally really different in almost mm -hmm. each episode. And as much as I like that, I'm still kind of like trying to find the plot. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Does that make sense? No, it does. I man, you just uh, I mean, there's so much to unpack with that because mm-hmm. we don't have a reliable narrator because there's so much there supernatural stuff that's in mm-hmm. in the in the works, right? So where you're leading yourself to believe that, yeah, this is what actually happened. And mm-hmm. then they they just like intertwine these random moments of like, you know, kind of like eerie moments, right? Where smoke is coming through the room or, mm-hmm. you know, Emma's doing something weird. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they have moments of just like, this is a this is a weird thing that's happening and we see it with our own eyes. Like you said, the commune mm-hmm. of women. Uh, not to get too far away from your question, but even with um, uh, Apollo and his mom, when they're talking about the dad come back, when we see the dad, He's got like a blue face, right? And right. there's there's smoke and stuff coming from under the door. And we're are we supposed to believe that the dad is supernatural as well? Right. Because because Apollo's mom comes home and says, I saw him, like I came home and made him leave. I caught him at the apartment. So she it knows this man exists. Does she know he exists as a blue face man in his kid's memory? Like, is he a blue face man? Um, now I'm starting to think that he's blue face in his memory because um, Apollo hasn't seen him in so long. He doesn't know what he looks like. So oh, in yeah. his memories and his dreams and his recollections, it's just that stand in face and, and the smoke represents him. And it's like, I wonder if that meant like, I wonder if his, his dad came to visit him when he was in the hospital, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because oh he saw God, the smoke yeah. in the hospital. So it's just like, like you, you said, that was a perfect, that was a perfect way to put it. An unreliable narrator. This is based on a book. I love unreliable narrator books. Like literally that is one of my favorite genres. So okay. this is what we could be um, leaning on. Have you ever read a, a book about with unreliable? No. no. So I, you need to tell me for what example, it is tell me what it ain't. Yeah. <laughs> for, for example, uh, Gone Girl, Girl on the Train, yeah. We Were Liars, uh, books where, uh, oh, uh, Fight Club. For the the famous ones, like yeah. books where the narrator isn't fully, you're you're getting the you're getting the book you're reading the book through the narrator's perception, but the narrator's perception can't be um is unreliable. Like the yeah, yeah yeah the narrator through through some type of means. Like for the girl on the train, her 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 memory her her perceptions were skewed because she was an alcoholic, so she was always drunk. Um, right. Gone Girl, the narrator, she was straight up lying to us. I, have you seen that movie at least? At the very least, I, no, but I've avoided oh that God. movie. It just everybody's like that girl it's crazy. So good. I'm like, I'm good. It's yeah. so good. And but <laughs> it, it's it like, today. yeah, for that for that one, the narrator is just straight up lying to you. They're they're telling they're trying to tell you, lead you in one one direction, and then you come to find out, nope, she was lying. Like it's yeah. so unreliable narrator tropes are really good in books. It's really hard to do in movies. Like I said, Fight Club, for example. Fight Club, Mm -hmm. we know, uh, spoiler for Fight Club if you haven't seen it, we know by the time we know at the end, Tyler, Durden, and the narrator are the same person. You know, but we don't know that till the end. In the book, he is an unreliable narrator. He's he's narrating as a narrator and he's seeing himself in his double life doing these things. So it's like, it's a trope that's used in books a lot. And can be like really good. I don't know if you remember the movie. Um, I think it was called like High Tension or something like that, where it's like a French movie and these two girls running away from a killer and come to find out one of the girls herself was the killer. It's yeah. like, yes, it's like that. So my thought process here in in putting the unreliable narrator trope, if if we're seeing like now that we know that we're seeing this all through Apollo's gaze. He is clearly now an unreliable narrator because his psyche has kind of been shattered 
by what happened to him. But then, so we're trying to figure out what is real that he's perceiving versus what is not real. And so this is why I liked, and I felt like episode three was really good on giving us how Apollo's dealing with the aftermath. He's going through the survivor group meetings. He's mm-hmm. like listening to these survivor meetings. And we have to talk about the one meeting where this woman starts to exhibit signs that Emma did before. Yeah. So let's get into that. So speaking of him being an unreliable narrator, we get this scene where he's at the survivor meeting. They don't really tell us what it's about, but you can kind of pick up on that. It's like, you know, a place where people come together and just tell their stories. He's Mm -hmm. obviously probably the freshest one in here. He probably has the most public story because it's very clear that the other survivors already know who he is. You know, the moment he starts telling his story, they, they can finish his sentences because they know what happened. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so as it's going on, this woman starts to talk and she starts to mirror exactly the same things that Emma was saying, right? That like, that is not a baby. Uh, I saw this uh, online group, the wise ones. She's talking, she's hit all the talking points that he, that he's seen her go through. Uh, mm-hmm. the, she's getting mysterious messages, pictures from a third party point of view that they couldn't have possibly gotten. And you're like, oh, this person has experienced it too. This is this is real. Yeah, I, I can look at that person and say, you and I have the same situation. And he's having a, he's struggling with that. Um, but now that again, we know that his psyche's all messed up. Is he projecting this onto somebody, or is this really something that is happening? Is that person even reliable? They're they're clearly um believing the same things that Emma has done or believed, but we know that Emma is not all there, and so mm-hmm. I have so many questions about this react uh this this person but the one thing we do take from there them is that the wise ones is a recurring thing and a person mm-hmm. named cal is a person uh, is a recurring thing now i spoke mm-hmm. about cal at the beginning of the episode she is the leader of that that commune but mari this woman is the first uh breadcrumb i think we get to him finding a solution to his problems what do you think about the scenes uh with the survivors group and with this woman specifically yeah, it was it it was so weird because okay, once she started talking about like the wise ones and this, I was like, oh, okay. Like I was talking about last week, mommy groups. Like when you're pregnant and you join all these mommy groups and it might be your first baby, it seems good at first, but then it can really mess up your your psyche even more. Like people don't realize, like I'm a part of like breastfeeding groups, um, mommy groups, mommy nanny groups, and you go there for community and you go there because you want to kind of lean on other people, but Sometimes seeing other people's success makes you even more doubt yourself. Like that's quite common in those type of spaces. And so I was wondering, because we know uh, Emma referenced Cal when she was with her sister to get the chains um, mm. and the wise one. She she mentioned all of that before. So I thought at first, like it was a mommy group that was like maybe just like brainwashing women. And mm. it was like kind of like sinister and, and like demonic and that's why i thought we were going and i was excited for that and then by by episode four when we meet them and it was kind of like no we're doing this to protect ourselves from the outside but then i'm like it doesn't make sense because it seems like the price of admission is for women to kill their 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 children like i'm i'm so confused and that's why i'm like i'm trying to hold my judgment until the next episode because i I feel like we were on such a good path with like some sinister <laughs> stuff. And now I'm like, what is this even turning into? But I think what, what the bigger question is, like when we see this woman in that support group um, talking, 
there, there's several things revealed to us at once. Um, and with Patrice as well. First off, it's that, um, like you said, Brian's death has garnered a lot of media attention. Mm-hmm. And that leads to the that Facebook post. And then second, this guy named William, this real weird, creepy guy named William, who becomes a very huge focal point into the, in the, the next episode. So let's just quickly talk about the Facebook group and how I was like, yo, I feel like I feel attacked. But rightfully so. I felt like because you be who in the, the group? fuck does right? No, I don't <laughs> be in the groups, but it was in like the group showing crime. feet. It was the true, <laughs> no, it was like the, it's like that true crime. It was like they're 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 talking shit on true crimers, and I'm like, and yeah. you should because this shit is ridiculous. Like somebody made a Facebook group, like oh, in memory of Brian. Um, Apollo had no clue about it. Patrice was like, mm. "Oh, I thought you, I thought you were affiliated with with it in some way, and somehow it was like connected to a survivors group." I didn't really understand that part of it, but like people are posting under this group, like it goes from first like, "Oh, prayers, I can't believe this happened," to like, "Oh, they deserve it," like, "Oh, she killed him," and "Oh, in honor of Brian, I'm making boiled vegetables." I was like, "That is some. That's that crazy. is." That is some shit you only say on the internet. You would never say that to nobody's face because you would get decked out. Like, and it just shows mm. how horrendous and horrible people are after tragedies. And I was like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. tracks. What did you think about that Facebook group? Mari, this is don't f with cats. Uh, look, yeah, so spoiling <laughs> yeah. people's shows. This is this is literally don't f with cats. I'm telling yeah. you, word for word, bar for bar. Because what we find mm-hmm. out is that they create this Facebook group behind the memory of this uh this kid, right? Mm-hmm. And then that group is what leads William, who we've talked about a couple times, but it's really what leads William to being able to find Emma in the first place. He says. There, you know, the government can look uh, as much as they want, but the strength of the online community, hundreds of computers simultaneously looking for one thing, it it took a day for those mm-hmm. people to find out exactly what they needed to know to find Emma. So yeah, this Facebook group is mega creepy. Yeah, It has nothing to do with him and the kid at some point. It starts off as a memorial, but as mm-hmm. you know, with the internet, you get all types of different responses. You get people who genuinely want to say something nice. You get people who want to blame the parents. You get people mm-hmm. who say that, oh no, this is a religious failure. You know, like, oh, uh, you're not religious enough, or maybe you sinned and you brought this upon yourself. You're going to see all of those things. You're going to get spam. You're going to get memes. You're going to get trolls, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. that stuff. And poor Apollo, the man has been under something like something happened to him that you just couldn't even imagine or wish on anybody. He goes mm-hmm. to jail as well, gets out. And that is the world that he knows. He looks at this Facebook page and it's the face of his child and people rallying behind just the idea of his child as a beacon to just talk, not even about the kid, but just about whatever they want. And then to find out that his friend Patrice is in the group as well, it does add another layer of kind of like, well, why is Patrice in there? You know, we know Patrice actually knew the kid, so maybe he wanted to come in there from an earnest place. But after a while, uh, you know, you start to wonder what is true and what's not true, right? We don't know what we can trust because we've been seeing a lot of this through Apollo's eyes. We haven't seen Patrice do anything creepy, but even just being a part of that group, Mari, has made me start to suspect that maybe Patrice is uh, not letting us all in on what's going on. I I, I have been looking at him as kind of like the straight man, you know, like he's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, But now seeing him in that group, I'm kind of like, well, are you? Because you would think you would have told Brian that you are an active member of that group. It's so weird, right? Because it's like, 
it's the juxtaposition of Patrice versus William. Okay. Yeah. So, so William, William is this white man who he's there to buy the book and he mm -hmm. we're introduced to him in the most, like he's still, he's such a outrageous character and mm -hmm. he, he's in the grief group with, um, with Apollo when the woman like when the woman talks about all of the stuff and Apollo gets so triggered he runs out William runs after him and is like I want to buy the book I'm like dog this ain't the time like, he was is... texting about the book in the group Mari yeah that was the thing. he had his phone out in the group they said why I'm trying to buy a book sir like the it, group? it was so it's so outlandish right and so he he follows Apollo out he's like I'm trying to I'm trying to really get this book Apollo's like well just buy the book like get away from me and but William is still pressing him like you know it's okay like let me buy you some dinner let me buy you some coffee so they go to the coffee shop and um they're sitting there and William is just like <sighs> first he's talking about why he he wants uh, to to buy To Kill a Mockingbird, he said he read To Kill a Mockingbird for pleasure. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> he's read for pleasure. Yeah, sir, stand up. So that is weird. Uh, but then yeah. he 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 like goes to like fumble his phone and he shows Apollo. Oh yeah, I filmed the lady, and. Like he said that like it was a coincidence. Y'all was at the same place. You weren't supposed to have your phone out in the first place. So what do you mean you accidentally filmed that lady? He, yeah, he's like, oh, it was my bad. I'm like, I was like, this is this is not cool, and this is red flag. <laughs> and the lady is like saying wise ones, and then Apollo's getting all of the visions of like the the red string. I'm like, oh, now you now you second guessing, cutting off yeah. that red string after the yeah. lady told you not to cut off that red string, and then it's like which. And then so, and then we get into the, the fourth one, but we we have to get into like the character of William and just how how so outlandish that he is that it's almost like all of the signs are kind of pointing like this is the bad guy, you know, or this yeah. is the this is an antagonist to the point where I'm like this can't be the antagonist, you know what I'm saying? Right. It's yeah. it's almost too obvious. So William is exactly. Yeah, he's played by Samuel T. Herring, who is actually a, a singer and a rapper from Baltimore. Um, so, uh, yeah, from the uh, the band Future Islands. And so uh, this guy, I guess, is is now uh, tapped into acting. And I will say this. If he is acting as a creep, this is some great acting going on. Because Perfect. I am creeped out, okay? Everything mm -hmm. about William is wrong. But he is the only vehicle that Apollo has to finding the answers that he needs. So as bad mm -hmm. as this man is, how many red flags he has, what is Ap Apollo's alternative? Go back to your normal ass life, living on your mama couch and not knowing what happened. He wants to mm -hmm. know so bad that there's really nowhere else for him to turn except for William. And like you said, every one of the red flags, he has an Airbnb for boats account. You know, like he's out yeah. here renting boats. Uh, yeah. And he comes from a, a family of uh, sailors. You know, this man, everything about him is a lie. He is another one of the unreliable narrators as well. Because mm -hmm. he will tell Apollo one thing in one scene. Two scenes later, you'll find out he's completely lying or that he already knew the answer to the questions he was asking. We mm -hmm. talk about the book. He uh, he tries to give the, he tries to give the book to his wife. I'm like, is there a wife at this point? You mm -hmm. know, uh, we find out that there is a wife later yeah. on. But she might not want anything to do with him. The one thing I will say about William is that he can take a hit because they beat the hell out Dog. of him. Yeah. And I, I thought he was dead. You know, Mark, actually, Me too. my thought process was, why is William still here? They should kill him. 
Then when they started to kill him, I was like, oh, dear God, he's dead. Leave him alone. Yeah. <laughs> Only for him to get up and then be normal. I said, like, oh, nah, baby. William got to go. I don't know what you got to do to get, get him out of here. But William got up. Crazy character. He got up and did a villain monologue, basically. Yeah. Like, so, so William is like, hey, I found this stuff. Like, he's doing all this weird stuff, the texting him, like, hey, come meet me here, all this subterfuge stuff. And then, like, he's like, oh, I'll, I'll get us a boat. I'll, I'll, we, she's in the East Island. She's on an island in the East River or something like that. He sends, he sends Apollo pictures of Emma, like, for what we're assuming, I'm assuming it's from that night, right? And showing her get on a ferry. And so Apollo, I'm, the whole time I'm like, Apollo, why do you trust this man? <laughs> but like you said, like you said. Where else no, is he going to go? He has no other yeah. uh, other opportunities. So they're on this boat. They go, get to the island. He gets his ass beat. And then he stands up and he's like, like well, Apollo's like, tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on. Greta's on the, Greta's here. Greta's on this island. And he's like, we've been, we've been connected since your wife gave birth on that train. I read about right. it. And then he's like, don't you see people on the news and then look them up on social media? No, 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 no I no. don't. Creep. No, never. <laughs> Not at all. And Not so he, at all. So then he said, it, and then he saw what happened with with the baby, and then he just had to be friends with Apollo, and he he staged all of this, and he he even said like he had told him he had never driven a boat before. He has his family's known for boats. Bunch of boat people. Yeah. He's been driving up and down that channel for months looking for this island, but Apollo found it, and like again, his his eye is swollen shut. He's like, his glasses are on and he's just like, oh, we have to do this together. I need you to talk to Greta. And I'm like, what is happening right now? Right, right. How is Apollo going to talk to Greta and y'all in the same place? You and him are together. That's and what I'm about. <laughs> Apollo literally says, now what makes you think I'm going to see Greta before you see Greta? And I'm like, that <laughs> is a great question. That is a great question because we are both locked up right now. And one of the things that Kyle uh, Callisto says to um, Apollo at one point is, you need to eat your humble pie, right? And for some reason, this just sticks out to William. He's like, if you don't go eat that pie and then go talk to uh, talk to Greta for me, I'm like, what pie, William? I was done. I'm so confused. What? But but can we believe anything that William says, Mari? Because if you think about it, if he's known Brian's, I will, Apollo since the moment Brian was born, Mm-hmm. And all this other stuff just happened to happen, right? Mm-hmm. All the you it's supposed to be a coincidence that he saw the baby, he heard about the baby being born, and he just kind of followed the story of the kid through social media because mm-hmm. he's a stalker and he's crazy. Mm-hmm. But then Emmy and Emma, she has all these things happening, right? She goes crazy, she kills the baby, she you know, she disappears, Apollo goes to jail. I've been dr- I've been going up and down this river looking for my wife. Oh, it just happens to be you, Apollo, the guy whose baby I kind of caught, you know, caught window. Like, what are the odds that these two people even have to ever interact if this isn't made up? I just feel like he might have been stalking him since day one, yes. But also, it's just a coincidence that both of their wives end up on this island of misfit women with Cal. That's what I'm saying. If they did not arrive on this island of misfit women, I would have thought that 
I would have thought that William is the one that's sending those those text messages to Emma driving her crazy. William is the one sending those messages to that woman in that therapy, the, mm-hmm. in a group therapy to drive her crazy and watch like and film her as she is. Like that sounds some like some real psychopaths like shit. Like somebody who wants to drive people crazy to kill themselves or kill their babies. Like that sounds like a, like some like weird saw type serial killerness that I could like that I could be like okay I get this you know I get that, but the yeah. moment they stepped on the island with the women now I'm like that's why I'm just second guessing everything because I'm like so all of this is real you know what I'm saying yeah. like maybe they beat him up so it looks like he's not a part of it with them you know mm. but it was just so weird and it, did you see your girl your girl is Kalisto. <laughs> I was like, what is happening here? I said, what? How did we end up here? Oh, yeah. I, have, I have so Lois many issues. From, Lois from Malcolm in the Middle is, is oh, yeah. the Kalista. Oh, yeah. Trust me. We were just talking about Malcolm in the Middle. Like I said, we. The timeline yeah. was just talking about Malcolm yeah. in the Middle. And I saw. if anybody is going to play a crazy mama, yeah. oh, this is the lady. This is the lady. Have you seen Malcolm in the Middle? This is the mom. This is the one you get. Uh, because I believed every word she was saying. This woman is... Uh, you we're talking about unreliable narrators. I think you saw is a good example as well, right? Where you mm-hmm. go in thinking that all these people are doing this stuff because of X, Y, Z, and they just might just be playing a game. Uh, you know, not to spoil that, but you know, this mm-hmm. person comes in, <laughs> the mom from Malcolm in the Middle, and she is very much giving you the okay. If all that stuff can be, you know, mental, like mind games, if some of it's supernatural, she's coming in with the, no, this is supernatural. Let's talk about it, right? And so she's telling stories about children's stories, fairy tales, puppets. We hear about witches in, in episode three, but in episode four, it very much becomes a tale of, you know, um, I think it's more like uh if you're in a fairy tale, how do you know you got into one, right? And then mm-hmm. what what is this fairy tale trying to tell us? So she's making puppets. Uh, she's talking she's about reciting the, uh, the story of Rapunzel. The story of Rapunzel, yes. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's talking about what it looks like to try, basically with the story of Rapunzel, what it looks like to protect someone from the outside world. Uh, in this particular case, these men, right? And so she says that uh, the new fears are the old fears and the old fears are ancient. And when it's mm-hmm. our turn to face them, they are made new. And so I think with uh, with these women in particular, maybe she's highlighting the idea that you have to protect your children from the world, you know, uh, like, like Drake. And so, um, mm-hmm. we, so by, by doing by that, though, I, I don't know, right? Because now mm-hmm. it's like there was a funeral for the baby, mm-hmm. but we didn't funeral. see the baby's body. We didn't right. see the funeral. We haven't seen the tombstone. We haven't seen the grave. We know Apollo won't go. My question is kind of what it, what are we accomplishing here on this island, right? With what are these women's goals? Because we know that all the women, we know that they have kids because we do hear about Greta. We know she exists uh, to mm-hmm. some extent. We know that uh, Emma exists and we know that they know about Apollo. They even mentioned yeah. like Emma's difficult and so is her, her damn husband. Mm-hmm. So where's the baby? What are they doing? What are they accomplishing? And are they managing to accomplish their goal of protecting the, themselves from right. society? That's why I'm so confused because this, to me, you said this kind of, to me, this took me out of supernatural. This took me into like practical. This took me into like we're in Walking Dead all of a sudden. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, like you roll up to this woman's commune and they're like, we won't let, we won't let men in because they're beast type things. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like the, it, the it, monsters are the people, are the people all along. <laughs> 
Exactly. Like it, it really kind of took me out of the pacing of the show and what I thought I was witnessing. And that's why I'm saying like, I feel like now I'm in a totally different show and it's not computing to me at all. Like nothing is computing. Like the first, these first four episodes are not making sense as to like where I think we could be going. So mm-hmm. it's really interesting. Like I, I normally don't need people to hold my hand through stuff, but, but I might, I, I, you might need to treat me like Michael Scott, uh, <laughs> playing to me like I'm an eight year old. Cause right now I'm confused. I feel like we do need an episode to kind of clear up what this storyline is. The reason why I said that the Callisto moment kind of brings me back into the supernatural is that she is the first one who kind of acknowledges like openly that, no, this is not, he's not crazy. She's not crazy. We're not crazy. Like this is something that's actually happening. Cause she's talking about mm. um, the, the, the illusionist, right. The glamour, the, the glamorous, right. And how mm. um, uh, glamorous appear to be something that they're not, which I mean, from what we can tell, it's a lot of that going on. Apollo's dad mm-hmm. was a blue face man at some point. Maybe he's not that. Uh, the Emma was saying, it's not a baby. At some point, Apollo even says the word, it's not a baby. It starts to make sense. This could be illusions. But why are we having these illusions? What mm-hmm. is the reason <laughs> is what I'm trying to figure out. But when they both acknowledged that glamorous were a thing, I took that as canon. Like, right? Like, so that's kind of mm-hmm. why I was able to step into, okay. If we're deal- if that's what we're doing, we now have witches, and we now mm-hmm. have glamorous, and we also have the story of some fairies, you know. Fairies, with, uh, yeah, yeah. But I don't know how all these things come together and so and explain exactly what's happening with Emma because it feels like we're being led to believe that something that she held near and dear was not a baby, but was a, a mere illusion of something. But why, you know? Hmm. I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I ain't no telling. It's, look, this show has taken me through some paces, but one of the things I will say is that every episode leaves me wanting to know what's going to happen in the next True. episode. I, yeah, I completely so. agree. I like it. It is keeping me hooked. Um, also, this is so random, but when they were, but when um, William was like hugging the book and all of that stuff, were you not sitting there like, did y'all get the money? Like, was yeah. I the only one? Oh, yes. I said, Oh, he said he's gonna wire it to you, right? Like electronically, right? I was trying to figure it out. I was like, I didn't see a check, I didn't right. see a bank transfer. He yes. uh it, having a breakdown. He cried into the books, like he was <laughs> like it was his gateway to the his former life, right? His wife, his kids. He really thought this was gonna help him reclaim that. As we see that it is not, it does not look yeah. like William is gonna be successful in getting Greta or his children back. Uh, we also find out that he lost a daughter as well. Agnes yeah. is no longer with them. And so there's a yeah. lot of parallels between William and Apollo. But, well, from what I mean, we're they, led they, to believe, it sounded like he said uh Cal made Greta do what Emma did to Emma Agnes. Did. Yeah. So that's what I'm Which saying. Is, like it, it makes no sense. Cause like you said, how could he have seen him on the news, seen they were connected, all that? And they just both so happened to have these this tragedy happen to both of them. It just doesn't, I'm not understanding. Right. And throw in the whole witch thing, right? You and right. I both know that um that uh, Emma had three wishes. We know that two of them came true: the healthy baby and the happy husband, and a, a good husband. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also know that that uh, that yarn was cut, and he cut it, and then we don't know what happens from there. Now we also kind of get the idea that the woman who told her this was the witch, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, she's granting the, these wishes or whatever. But that makes sense for Apollo. What the hell does that got to do with William? Did William also cut a, a yarn? Did he yeah. have a run? Did, did Greta have a run in with the witch? Does this happen to random uh, families of people? I really am confused as to why these two people are seemingly, uh, you know, tied together in history, uh, William and um, and Apollo. It just doesn't make sense if all the only thing that they had in common in the beginning is that William once heard about the baby being born on the subway, you know? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. And, and again, in the witch kept saying, like, be careful what you wish for, you know? And mm-hmm. he went back to the scene several times where he cuts the string. And I'm like, and he, like I said, I feel like he finally realized that was a mistake. But also this I am the God Apollo stuff is getting corny. It's getting what? corny. It was corny me. the first time he said it, Mari. <laughs> it, was, it was corny, but she liked it, so we overlooked mm-hmm. it. Now she gone, so now it's very, very corny. It's so corny. Every two seconds. I am the God Apollo. Like, dude, shut up. <laughs> anything, anything can be corny. I mean, anything can be cool if you like it. The moment yeah. you don't like it, it's corny. And I'm talking about the girl's gone now. Cut it out, sir. You are not the god Apollo. You were just a man <laughs> named Apollo. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, there, there are a few funny moments in this in this episode mm-hmm. as well. Or well, in these two episodes as well. Of course, they bring in Patrice, who is supposed to be kind of a uh, I guess another person, like I said, I kind of look at him as like, okay, he's kind of outside of the realm of all of this weirdness because um, he is trying to be there for Apollo. But anytime you get them together for too long, it, it actually kind of turns out pretty funny to me with them selling the books, with him even showing them, you know, that they were getting the CCTV uh, footage. He has never trusted William as well. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, Patrice is so funny. Uh, but another moment that stood out to me was when Apollo was looking for em- Emma and he gets to the island and he's like, bitch, where did you do with my baby? <laughs> I screamed. So I was like, "This man is on his last leg. He's lost it. He has lost it. Yeah, yeah. And they beat and the took, hell out of him too. Yeah, it took him almost drowning, and I don't even know what that was. Yeah, um, yeah. To 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 get, get any type in. of yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. The, these two episodes have been wild. We see the sister as well. We do know. We, so we know that they do get paid their 70K because he goes and gives his sister $10,000 toward the wedding. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the, toward the funeral that she, she did. But the sister doesn't seem to have any answers either. You know, mm-hmm. you would think that talking to her sister, someone who was there, you know, when they experienced their trauma, who has grown up with Emma, she would have some type of insight and she got nothing. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I I think I literally said to Jane while we walked, I was like, well, "Where's the sister?" And right before she walked on the screen, I was like, "Oh, okay." And then yeah, mm-hmm. she just she just seemed sad too, and and uh, I'm like, I, I I can't you can't blame anything on anybody else, but I'm like, dang, right. I wish the sister would have like maybe just taken the baby for a little bit or something. Once right. she knew how it seemed like she knew how bad Emma was getting. You know what loose end we haven't really talked about that the show didn't discuss. What? Where. Where the homegirl that knew about the wishes? Okay, that's okay. Where you at, ma'am? Ma'am, you got the answer that we're looking for. What is that third yeah. wish? Where is it at? Yeah, because he was like, I never, I never found out what the third wish was. I never found out what the third wish was, and I'm like, right. I'm so confused because I thought we did find out what the third wish was, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> we couldn't, <laughs> we couldn't understand it. Yeah, we just don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought the sister would have some insight to the third wish, and I said, wait. That wasn't the sister. That was some random chick who came. Yeah, in yeah, nothing. Yeah, 
<laughs> so the show got us in the trenches obviously we don't get a lot Clearly. of answers but we get a lot of questions we get we get to find we get to find out i guess or figure out that our questions lie with this person cal who seems to be in charge of whatever operation they have going on they say it's for the protection of people from people mm. i guess um that yeah. might be at the cost of your child who knows maybe your firstborn maybe you have to sacrifice your child who mm. knows but now we're left in a situation where William is the only thing that Apollo has to his uh to help him out in this situation where he is trapped on this island and we really don't know what's coming next. We don't know if uh, if he should be looking for Emma, if that's a good thing, if that's a bad mm-hmm. thing, if, if 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 Emma is even if she even exists, honestly. There's so many things that we just cannot rely on in this story. But Mark, I'm having a fun time watching it. I'm telling you, I'm on the edge of my seat by every episode's end. Now, I do think that they're going to have a monumental task of making this all make sense. It's obviously, yeah, it's obviously a book. I've not read the book, so I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a good book. So I don't know. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not, we we are in this on, on the road with y'all. You know, the listeners. Mm-hmm. So, and you might know how this ends, but we do not. So I am going to remain cautiously optimistic and hope that they're able to tile this up. But there are just so many moving pieces right now that I don't know where one storyline ends and the next one begins. Um, so I'm wondering how you enjoying your experience so far with this whole story. I am. I am enjoying it. Like I said, my I think it's just because my analytical, logical brain wants to make sense out of everything. Yeah. Um, that I'm like. I I I truly want it all to make sense right now, but it could be like one of those things where where it doesn't make it doesn't make sense at all, or it makes sense at the end. Again, if I could sit through a whole season of Shining Girls, I can sit through this. Talk about not understanding an ending at when it comes out. That that was <laughs> one of those. Um, so I I do I I like it. I I I feel like I am on the chase with Apollo to figure out what's going on. Like I'm with him. Like okay, what's happening? We're running over here. All right, we're going over here. You know, because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I want to know what happens. Like, is is so Emma's alive? Is there a way that Brian is alive somewhere? You know, is that yeah. wishful thinking? You know, I don't know. Right? Yeah. The I mom. Don't even know what... Oh, sorry, we What's didn't up? even talk about the mom in the suitcase. So yeah, I, I, what does that mean? <laughs> so at the beginning of at the beginning of episode four, the mom back in the day, she you know. Um, she looks like she'd like beat up. It, it, it's around mm-hmm. the time where she would was leaving Apollo home and at, by himself. She has this red suitcase. It's on the edge of the dock, and she's just standing there, like looking out over the, the water. At the end of episode four, we get a mm-hmm. shot to underwater where the red suitcase. It looks like it's been there for a minute, and then the camera pans up to his mom, now present day older. So I'm like, well, what's in the suitcase? <laughs> What's in the suitcase? And what does mama know that yeah. we don't know? Because mama obviously knew that daddy was coming to visit, but we don't know what that means. We also know that uh, mom has not been in these, privy to these conversations about Apollo going off to this island. So, I I mean, she doesn't know about the, the, the wishes, you know, the yarn. How is mom involved in any of this? Uh, if like you would think she would be an outside character when it comes to that storyline, but when we see her on the dock, it does look like there's more to be made sense of. I mean, all we've had so far is that m- mom um, fled Uganda, her brother was shot and killed, yeah. and 
And then her husband left or was divorced and or both, you know, but Mm -hmm. that's it. We don't have any other reason to believe that mom has anything to do with the supernatural yet. Here she is having this moment on this dock um, that could lead you to believe that there's a lot more um, to the story. I just, Mari, we just don't have enough information. I just don't know. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. But this has been a fun. I've been enjoying mm-hmm. the ride. Uh, and yeah. like I said, I'm very eager to find out what else happened. If nothing else, I'm nosy. You know, I, I might not yeah. be the most into scary stuff. Um, but between witches, fairies, and um, changelings, you know, um, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lot to unpack. Oh, vampires were mentioned passively. Yes. <laughs> I was like, huh? William says yeah. uh, vampires need to be invited in. Um, I have the quote, and he's like, "When you put things on the internet, it's like uh, keeping your leaving your door open for yeah. anybody to, to walk through." I was like, "Jeez, that was a that was that was a hard ass quote." And, it and was. here's why: <laughs> because yes, the internet is a reason why we we know that the internet and the news is why William even knows that Apollo exists allegedly, right? I I heard about the 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 childbirth on the subway and then i had to figure out you know how to stalk you basically cool mm-hmm. i get that that if you're the vampire that's how you got in basically mm-hmm. but he brought this up when talking about patrice so patrice is in that facebook group yeah. for the baby right and it says uh patrice's name is green hair harry and it just says like you know he's going off on a boat uh, safe sales or whatever, whatever you say to people when they go off and you know on a ship or whatever. Uh-huh. He says that bon voyage. Bon voyage. <laughs> but he says that he says that in the Facebook group, and then people start to post. Of course, trolls start to post like memes and stuff of the the boat sinking and things of that nature. And Apollo is first confused because he's like, "Why is Patrice in this group?" Mm-hmm. But that's when William offers the you know don't let vampires in your house because you know. If not, XYZ. I'm like, mm-hmm. so are you trying to say Patrice is a part of the problem because he's posting on social media? Is is there like is this negative commentary that's under the Patrice post a part of the problem as well? Is Patrice an actual vampire? You know, I, I have so <laughs> many questions. Yeah. You know, and I don't think you can rule out that one. I, I, he could be a vampire. We don't know. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. We know. I don't listen, know. the the man is afraid of basements. Yet here he is in a basement with his with his wife. I just hello. Mm. We just, just yeah. <laughs> I, and and she don't even know. There's a moment where Apollo says, "Did your wife know that you're afraid?" And he kind of gives her a look, and she's like, "Well, you know, everything's good now that I'm here." He's like, okay, sure, that's cool. I that slowed me down, you know. Um, there's a lot, Mari. I think we need yeah. more information. Do you know how many episodes this series is? I want to say it is 10 episodes. I had looked it up before when we had started wow. podcasting, but I can't remember. It's it's either 8 or 10. If this is 10 episodes or even 8, we are at the halfway point, essentially. And so mm-hmm. that means these next couple episodes are going to be crucial. We're going to need a lot more data to, to, to really try to work out what's going on here. We need to know if Brian the baby is really dead, if Emma has lost her mind, or if she's not what she seems, if she oh, was ever what episodes. she seems. Oh, then we are past the halfway point. We at this are point. halfway point. Halfway. This is the hood. This is ghetto. We should not be mm-hmm. having a halfway point and not knowing what the hell is going on. Uh, because again, we don't know if Emma had a, a break 
uh, a psychotic break. We don't know if she's always been like this. I mean, we saw what happened to her mom as well. We saw mm-hmm. the 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 witch. We saw the three wishes. We don't know what the third wish is. We don't know if the baby is alive. We don't know if William is a real person. We don't know if Greta is a real person. We don't know what Cal's whole um whole uh plot here yeah, on this yeah. island is. We got nothing. But we're having a good time talking about it. And so, Mari, I can't wait for this week. We'll be covering the next episode, just one this time, uh, episode Mm -hmm. five, when this episode drops. And we should should try to have that out uh, by this week. I mean, this time next week, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, So until then, Mari, any last words about episodes three and four of The Changeling on Apple TV Plus? Nope. Go check it out if you haven't. It It is a thrill ride. And if you haven't, why are you listening to us? Like, go check yeah. it out, then come back and listen to us again. Yeah, <laughs> make sure you listen far. to us, but also go check it out, because you probably think, mm-hmm. what the hell? They don't even know what they talk about. And we yeah, don't. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we are it's very open about fault. that. <laughs> yeah, we're just trying to make things make sense, because right now they're not making sense, which probably the whole allure of this show, but we will get a lot more of that, hopefully, in season five. We should probably get some answers. I mean, I'm sorry, episode five, we'll probably get some answers that we're looking for. Hopefully, I'm really hoping they don't string us along until the uh, the final episode three weeks from now, but mm. we shall see. Uh, yep. So until then, Mari, what else we got going on on the Connect? What else you working on? Uh, yes. Yeah, so me and Asia are covering The Other Black Girl. It is a TV show on Hulu. They It dropped the whole season. It's 10 episodes. And so me and Asia will be breaking it down. Uh, we're going to be two, doing two episodes a show uh, per podcast. And those will premiere Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So you can check out our first episode on Monday. You can watch us on the Post Show Recaps YouTube or you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts on the Connect on Post Show Recaps uh, feed there. Uh, also, I have uh, my true crime my true crime podcast over on RHAP called Crime Scene. Uh, crime Scene Podcast is a true crime review podcast where we uh, rate how true crime stories are told. And we tell you if you should watch it. So if you're into that true crime stuff definitely uh, go check us out. We do lots of different types of true crime. So this week coming up, we will be covering BS High. It's a documentary on uh, Max that talks about the um, rise and fall of coach Roy Johnson, who was in charge of Bishop Sycamore High, which was essentially a fake high school, a football team for a fake high school. So definitely go check that out if you haven't. And then go listen to us on Crime Scene by going to Rob has a website.com slash crime feed in order to subscribe. Chappelle, what do you have going on? Um, I am still talking about um, suits here on Post Recaps. And so every week or every day, I'm sorry, you can check out our suits podcast, suits yourself. Go to suitspodcast.com uh, to subscribe to that. Uh, you can also join our Facebook community and follow us on Twitter at suitspod. Um, also on Post Recaps, we're talking about The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. This season of The Walking Dead is uh, a shorter version, but it's six episodes, but it's strictly following Daryl and Paris. And so if you are a fan of The Walking Dead or if you were ever a fan of The Walking Dead, check it out. Uh, but also check out our coverage here on Post Show Recaps. Uh, our first episode of the season was on YouTube. And so you can see that on our YouTube channel as well. But then you can, of course, of course subscribe to Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcast. Over on Rob Has a Podcast, I'm talking about Below Deck with Sasha every week. We have one more episode left of that. We just had an episode um, with Sharon Tharp as our special guest. And so that was a good time. 
Uh, also on Rob has a podcast. I'm still doing some Big Brother coverage. I know Mari is as well. And then uh, mm -hmm. Rob and I are talking about Netflix shows. We just talked about Love at First Sight, the, the Netflix movie. Um, and with our special guest, Jason Reed, it's a rom-com. And it was a blast of a podcast to talk about. So check that out too. Uh, and then uh, I think that's it. But in the meantime, follow me on Twitter at Chappelle's underscore show. Follow at Mari Talks Too Much as well. Um, and follow at LK Starks. We're still waiting on Latanya to return. But when she does, we're going to have a lot more Connect content coming your way. Um, again, thank you all for joining us here at the Connect on Post Show Recaps. Subscribe to our Patreon. Go to uh, patreon.com slash post show recaps if you want to support the podcast. Um, but of course, give us some likes, some subscriptions, uh, some five-star ratings wherever you get the podcast because it shows us that we're doing a good job. Even if we're not doing a good job, five-star rating only. You know, uh, Let us know that we can do better, but give us five stars in the meantime. Uh, and share the podcast. Let people know where you're listening to, that you are enjoying the conversation, and give us other suggestions for what you want us to talk about. Until next week, or until you talk to Mari next, I'm assuming. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah, she got more content than I do. But until then, yeah. uh, check out the post show recaps uh, feed, check out the connect, and check out some of these shows. And tune in next time to keep up with what we got coming up next. Bye. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.